Welcome to Sling Stones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. Before we begin this week's episode, I want to let you know about the Come Away With Me Retreat, hosted by Healing Care Ministries at the Healing Care Center in West Salem, Ohio. The Come Away With Retreat is designed to provide you with a healing experience by helping you connect with God, your truest self, and others on the journey. All of this is facilitated by our team of compassionate and highly trained caregivers. For the last 20 years, Healing Care has been conducting the Come Away With Me Retreat. It has been a powerful transformational experience for people following Jesus. This event, once again, will be in West Salem, Ohio at the Healing Care Center on October 22nd through the 29th. For more information, please visit our website at healingcare.org. And now your host, Terry Wardle. So as you can probably imagine, given my last uh, podcast, that I've been meditating a bit through the book of Haggai. It's a very interesting story. It's God speaking to his children about investing in their spiritual lives. And part of the story has to do with God challenging the children of Israel to get busy to rebuild the temple. And at one point, as they were rebuilding the temple, which in this case would have been through timbers, they became discouraged because compared to the previous temple that had been destroyed, they felt that it was nothing. And God had a word for them. And the word for them, I think, is an important word for us. So before I get there, have you ever, I don't know, been part of something to do something, and on the one hand, you're grateful that you know, you get to be part of whatever that is. But on the other hand, you feel like compared to other issues in the world, it's rather small. It seems insignificant. So I remember back to 1975 when I was appointed to the Amity United Methodist Church. Boy, talk about mixed feelings. On the one hand, I was glad to have an opportunity to serve the Lord. On the other hand, I was appointed to probably one of the smallest United Methodist churches in the whole area, in a town that had one other church, a fire department, and one store, and that was it. And the church was small, and the congregation was small, and if I'd go to meetings of other pastors, they all had larger churches, they had uh, staff, they had more people that were attending, and, oh gosh, it was easy for me to sometimes dismiss, if you will, the importance of what it is that I may have been doing there. Well, I've learned a lot about that over the years, but I think there's something in the book of Haggai that can really help us with this. Here in the book of Haggai, as the children of God were growing discouraged because they didn't think that what they were doing was all that important in terms of the rebuilding of the temple because they weren't rebuilding something that was as magnificent as what had been previously built in Jerusalem, God says something to them. First, three times he tells them to be strong. Now, be strong doesn't simply mean that, you know, their muscles are strong and they're able to pick up the timbers. It means don't lose heart here. Be strong. Don't look at your present circumstances and allow them to cause you to become discouraged. 
And then he says, because I am with you. This is really, really an important statement. I'm with you. I'm here. I'm in this. It's like sometimes we go against what Scripture says about not despising the day of small beginnings, and we, we look at something and maybe our ego gets involved and we think that it isn't as vital or as important or as large as what someone else is doing, and we begin to lose and lose heart and become discouraged. And God says, wait a minute, be strong. Keep, keep heart and know that I'm in this. I'm right here. You may not see it, but I am with you. And he goes on and says to them that, remember that my spirit remains among you, the very spirit of God. And he says, I'm going to shake the heavens and I'm going to shake the earth. And in the end, I'm going to fill this house with glory. Wow, isn't this a great lesson that it's, it's not the size, if you will, of the house. It's not the silver and gold in the house. It's not the beauty of the house. It's the presence of the Lord in the house that makes all the difference in the world. And I, I, I just come to this today saying, I think this is very, very important for us. God is with you. Now, I am sure to some degree... You are using the spiritual gifts that God has given you and you're reaching out to care and you're reaching out to touch others and it's so easy to fall into this trap of comparison and competition for someone else that appears to be doing more, appears to be more effective, appears to have a larger ministry, but in fact what we come back to is where God has called us, God has a purpose and he calls us not to lose heart. I could give so many examples of this. I, I mentioned this little church that I pastored. And for whatever reason, after a year or so, God just chose to bless it. And we had people driving in from town. And we had a youth group that was growing and exploding. And some of those people went on to serve the Lord. Several of them are, those young people are in ministry today even growing old enough to retire from ministry. One of them is a vice president of a seminary. And it, and it all happened in this little f church in Appalachia where people would drive past the town and not even know they were in a town. But God let his spirit move there. Or I think about healing care ministries right now. My goodness, we, we really have the hand of God doing exciting things. Events and resources and a, a center where people come to get care and online counseling and face-to-face -face counseling and about 27 different employees and many, many other people that are indirectly involved in what we're doing. It's absolutely amazing, but it began with just a simple seminar. My son was reminding me, he said, Dad, do you remember one of our first seminars was so large that we all went out to lunch together in your car? Now, you can figure that maybe my car at the time <clears throat> would have fit seven people. And that would have included me, the worship leader, and all participants. 
Now thousands of people have gotten involved. And it's not because we have the best marketing, we, because we push everything we're doing. It's just God put his hand on something. And when he puts his hand on something and he reminds us that his presence is with us, it's amazing that good things can happen. Now, now I want to say something I recognize that not everybody has this internal sense that I'm here for a purpose and that that purpose is larger than the comfort of my own life. There are individuals for whom they figure that, you know, they've spent their time working. Retirement is now time for them to rest. Well, God bless you. There are other individuals. I had an opportunity to chat with someone very gifted who didn't even consider that God had a purpose for them in their own occupation. There are individuals that that's true, and I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong. I am here to say that there are a lot of individuals that deep in their heart, they want to make a difference. And we've got to remember that we can make a difference in the smallest of things we do, planting a seed that we may not even see the degree to which it is harvested in the future, and yet it will be. And God will do something exciting, and God will do something good. And that's the reason he says not to lose heart. And so here we have it, right in the book of Haggai. God calling them to be attentive, to worship him, and to serve him. And he says that there are a lot of people that they're not getting the fullness out of life because they haven't allowed worshiping him and serve him to be a part of their lives. But then he goes on to say, don't be discouraged that what you're building doesn't look as great as what someone else built because he makes it crystal clear, be strong. I am with you. My spirit, the spirit that hovered over creation, the spirit that rose Christ from the dead, the spirit that used Paul to work countless miracles, the spirit that caused blind eyes to see and ears to hear, that spirit is at work in you and whatever it is that you are doing. And as you work faithfully, the Bible says that God will shake the heavens and the earth. That's the image of him shaking a tree that the fruit may fall down upon the ground where we can pick it up. Yesterday I was with my friend. I've mentioned him before, Andy Andreas. <laughs> I... I I do refer to him sometimes as the most interesting man in the world. He has so many interests, but we were together and we were looking at his many, many fruit trees, and some of them were just bending over with fruit, just days away from harvest. And you can remember how someone could go and they just shake the tree and down comes the fruit, or the way they do out west and they shake the tree and the almonds and the pecans, they fall to the ground, and then they're able to be harvested. God says, I will shake the heavens. And we need to just be faithful, to be strong, to trust he's with us, and to move forward. It's good when God shakes the heavens. And when he does, we know that this harvest is from him. And that we've been privileged to be faithful, to just do our peace, great or small, 
And then down the road, we learn the impact that it has on people's lives. Don't get discouraged. Keep your hands on the plow. Move forward to do whatever it is God has called you to do. And continue to pray that the heavens will bring down upon you the blessings of the kingdom. And you'll know that it's not the size or the beauty or the gold or the silver, but it is the presence of God that makes all the difference in the world.